0: To keep her cleaver busy, Belle would run an ad, and men would come a-scurrying with all the cash they had. Now some say Belle killed only ten, and some say forty-two. It was hard to tell exactly, but there were quite a few. And where Belle is now, no one knows. But my advice is fair. If a widow advertises for a man with cash, beware.
1: Snarkfish! It's evil! Don't touch it! I watch, thank right you. Back hopping to get you. What a god of Christ. This is me. Hmm?
2: Hello, Mr. Fancy Pants.
1: I trust you. And we're
3: was a sailor from Brighton. He replied <laughs> to his girl, you're a tight one. She said, pardon my soul, you're in the wrong hole. There's plenty of room in the right one. Ha ha ha!
4: And with that, we are back for Bell Gunners Part 2. Welcome I back. Part
2: 2 of the Snark Beast. Snark
3: Yes.
4: Welcome back again, once again, to uh, Hello, Mr. Fancy Pants, <laughs> the podcast where we talk about weird shit, wild shit, stupid shit. We just talk shit in general. Uh,
2: with very weird people. <laughs> very weird penises? What? Uh, what
4: the <laughs> You want to see heck- it? No, no,
2: oh, no.
3: nine <laughs> That's fans-only shit. Right.
0: <laughs> Save that for when we have a... I'll show only, you my Snarkfish. Patreon. <laughs> <Adrian. laughs>
4: Joining me always is Matt. I,
2: I have not been able to get Snarkfish out of my brain since recording that last episode. It's, it's just... <laughs> people are, like, fucking hating me right now. Don't do it. <laughs> Just There's randomly a, walking around and go snarkfish.
3: I think it's gonna be one of those things. Like people are, that listen to it will be driving, they'll get into an accident and says say, shit or fuck. They'll be like
1: snarkfish. Snarkfish. <laughs> snark
3: yes, yes. Joining
4: me always is Matt and Lindy and Zitad.
2: is a snarkfish. Snarkfish.
4: <laughs> yes. So Lindy, when we last left, Belle Gunnis. She it was Bill
2: Gunness in the kitchen with the hot brine and the meat grinder.
4: That's it. Yeah. That's what happened. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So, too
3: many weapons, you lose. Borgy Borgy. Here that we go. That
0: was just one of several murders that have I, I happened know, know. in the last episode,
3: though. I know, but that was the last one,
4: though.
0: That, that was the last one.
4: Yeah. It's, that it's like. That was the last one. It's like sex. You don't, you remember the first one and the last one. So (laughs) let's just keep going. You remember the first one? (laughs) (laughs) The first time and the last time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: It feels like the first time.
4: (laughs) Matt can't remember back to when he was five years old. But anyway, let's move along. It,
0: It was you, Uncle Fucker.
4: Okay. All right. all Shut right.
0: your all fucking right. face, Uncle Fucker!
4: Don't call me buddy, guy. Don't call me, don't call me guy, pal. Don't call me pal, buddy.
2: But I'm a but I'm a fun guy.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus. You do grow on people, that's for sure.
4: <laughs> and all the wrong ways. All right. Speak to right. yourself.
0: Well, let's go back to the Guinness Farm. Yeah.
4: All right, where she gets her name, Belle Gunnis.
0: So a few months after Peter's death, a baby boy arrived. The midwife who came to assist found the baby to have already been born, bathed, and dressed. Later that day, a neighbor.
4: (coughs) This kid's fucking smart. He's advanced (laughs) for his age.
0: Right? Later that day, a neighbor, Mrs. Lapham, came over to help out and found Belle at the cistern washing clothes. Mrs. Lapham told her she shouldn't be up. And Belle responded that in the old country, they never got to bed after a baby. Hmm. I was waiting for it. Todd, what are you holding back?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's the old
2: country. We never go to bed after the baby. We always go to bed before the baby.
4: <laughs> Unless we do it on the floor. In the bathroom, in the laundry room With the You're hot brine
2: room.
4: With the hot brine Sometimes the meat
2: grinder Woo. Sometimes we do it with the slasher. The shizer.
4: Sometimes we do it with the axe Sometimes we do it with the revolver In the library Or sometimes we do it with the noose In the, the study <laughs> No, the candlestick is always in the kitchen
2: In the observatory <laughs> In the observatory but, with But the it's primers. always that goddamn snark fish. <laughs> yep. Does it yep. every time. Every
0: time. The following day, a midwife or a farm wife, Mrs. <coughs> Dicelin, stopped by to find Belle in the yard. Now, now, are you sure pigs. you're pronouncing
4: that rightly? Is, is it not Dicklin? I'm just, che- I'm double checking. I'm, I don't know. I'm just I'm pretty sure checking. it's,
0: it's Dicelin.
4: I like Dicklin, but okay, let's
3: go for okay. it. <laughs>
0: That's where I live.
3: We she gotta break this by, up. We gotta break this up because it's gonna get real bad here in just a minute. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> she stopped by the farm to find Belle in the yard chasing pigs. Mrs. Dyslin asked, "How can you do that as a new mother?" And Belle shrugged her off.
4: Rumors, because yeah,
3: didn't wasn't it's it easy? Said, you see, like, so
4: you just you pay, you pay for the baby,
3: and then you like just a, chase the pigs
4: like, in the yard.
3: She's got like four kids, but for their ages, for her to have given birth to them, it would have had to been like two twins right pretty close yeah yeah for what she's got really close Mm -hmm. yeah and she's just out running around chasing pigs
0: So, sometimes they're twins (laughs) rumors quickly spread that either 43 year old bell had miraculous recuperative powers Mm -hmm,
1: or mm -hmm.
0: baby philip had been adopted or perhaps obtained by more sinister means
4: i think it was i think it was jesus I think Jesus
1: made <laughs> this
3: happen.
0: Jesus, placed thank you baby God, in her arm. And
4: Jesus,
3: I don't. Hallelujah! Did, I don't think <laughs> Bell had anything to do with Jesus.
2: <laughs> he snapped that snapper right back into place. Or she it was. Been,
4: it could have uh, been very religious really and Maybe so. snarkfish. She's
2: just a cooter shooter. She shooting them cooters out of her cooter. It's oh, bad. damn thing! <laughs>
3: If Baphomet was Sam, really being cooter, like, I want shooter. to be with that bitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. She got Live the along. magic cooter.
1: Anyway. In, in
0: 1903, Peter's brother, Gust, showed up at the Gunness Farm. He was worried about Peter's remaining daughter, Swinhild. Gust believed that Belle had killed seven-month-old Jenny and Peter. Gust also knew that Peter had a life insurance policy that was left to Swinhild. And when he he wanted to make sure that it was the little girl who had, in fact, received the money. When he asked Belle about it, she told him that Peter had turned the policy over to a mining company. And if they ever made anything of themselves, then Swinhild would be a very wealthy little girl.
1: So
4: she (laughs) lied through her four front teeth because she didn't have any other ones.
0: (laughs) Gust knew this claim was bogus. He stayed with the family for a few days, uh, and Belle kept asking him all the time to just stay on and manage the farm for her. He declined because he just kept getting this uneasy feeling, like his his unease with what was going on at the farm just continued to grow. While he was there, uh, he, he he continued to decline her and just... Grew more and more upset at the situation. And Bell woke up one night to find that he had disappeared in the night with Swinhild.
4: So, yeah. Smart man. Smart guy.
0: And they actually did get away. This isn't... Run! They disappeared. Oh, what happened? They really actually got away. He was found later and... So was his Interviewed, and so was Swinhild, yes.
4: Yeah. Good. Good for them. Good Good for them, yeah. One of the few... Here's the tiny Another, little here's the tiny little rainbow in the middle of this fucking shit storm.
0: <laughs> so <Okay>. Belle <laughs> ended up having disputes with her neighbors. I'm not gonna go into details here because it's very lengthy, but it ended with very few people being willing to help her. With no yeah. husband and not was, many people.
4: Was this where she would just like kind of let her, her cattle graze on other people's land and shit?
0: Yeah, her, her cattle, her hogs, they would get out of the they would get out and they would go graze in other people's lands. And, and she's like, "Fine,
4: it, go fucking shit in somebody else's yard. I don't pick it up." Yeah,
0: yeah. So neighbors ended up suing her, and then she pulled a gun on one of the neighbors. It's it's a giant mess. Mm-hmm. It sounds uh, like every day Bell gun is shit. <laughs> every day Bell gun is shit. Uh, with no husband and not many willing to help, all the farm chores had to be handled by Bell. She was a woman of exceptional strength. And abilities
4: because she was built like a fucking brick <laughs> <shit> house. <laughs> Two, I don't know if I mentioned this before. This <laughs> she lady was like, bitching me I don't remember how tall she was. She was like five six feet. She was six feet tall. I thought she was like six five, six or five, eight, but she weighed more than I do. And I'm a big yeah, dude. She, a lot she more than you do. Yeah. 280 yeah. I mean, pounds. Her shoulders were fucking That's a fucking up to here. Like it was weird because she was like huge on top. And then she had these
2: tiny little feet on tiny your bottom. <laughs> she must have done you. some time. Working <laughs> all night <laughs> at and chicken legs.
4: I'm going to say, yeah. Uh, come on, man. Well, what about that well, leg like day? You know, can't forget about leg day, bro. Come on. <laughs> fuck oh, leg by, day. By
0: 1904, <laughs> she decided she needed, she needed a man. Bell put an ad in the Norwegian language newspaper, the Scandinavian, for a laborer. Is it day Ola? labor
1: or,
2: or is it night labor? <laughs> it's both, buddy. Ooh. It's spicy. Okay. Dude, I just realized I was today years old when i Garth Brooks wrote his song about Belle Gunnis.
1: <laughs>
2: I went to work for her
4: that summer. <laughs>
0: I could not think of what song you were talking about. I exactly, I
4: the guy that the guy that used to play country music kind of figured that out quickly. But okay,
1: <laughs>
4: uh,
2: fuck yourself, Todd. You you eat shit. You fuck
0: I'll, I'll whip out this snookfish.
2: <laughs> Keep that
4: shit in your pants, man. What a dick. That was so good. Let
0: me okay. let me take a moment right. to remind everyone that that was dried up twigs and leaves. Yeah. So. <laughs> This stick girl
4: She was no fucking stick They should have called her brick shithouse girl <laughs> <laughs> She's I'm a,
3: a Brick, house, brick house. So I was picturing the cover of Led feet. Zeppelin <laughs> 4
1: <kill>
3: <laughs> You know Led Zeppelin 4 The bundle <laughs> of sticks on the back
2: <laughs> <laughs> She's got tiny feet But you grind your meat Until you left, <laughs> left around. She's a brick Ow! house. Anyway, moving along. She's mighty, uh, mighty. <laughs> Let your guts all hang out. She's oh, she's
3: boy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's leave the weird out shit to the Read, Lindy. Read. I was going to go with, I was, I was go with I, in trying. there somewhere for some reason. I don't know why that popped into my head to say, but. Did I'll you just, say this? Lindy, snake? if you could just. The snake? The snake? I said Steakums. <laughs> now, back to the story. If we... <laughs> yeah.
0: Olaf Linbo packed his things, which included his $600 savings, and headed to the farm. He and Belle quickly became close, and Olaf had written to his father saying he thought he would be married soon. No later than Olaf's father had received that letter, Belle had sent word to her neighbor, Chris Christopherson. <gasps>
4: the Wait, Chris Christopherson, what? Well, the highway <laughs> <room>? <laughs> I
3: don't, I don't think morning, it was the same down. thing. <laughs> He's not the same he, guy. Okay.
2: He is one of the Hollywood elite. He's been alive forever.
3: <laughs> he must have got that shot that, like, cures you.
2: Everything. <laughs> Take me Sailing. away. Sailing. The greatest songwriter of our time since Burt Bacharach.
4: There you go. Moving along. So
0: She told him that she needed help because Olaf had left in the middle of a major job. Chris went did to he, the Guinness. Did he melt? <laughs> he he might have.
2: He's
3: going frozen. He was there.
0: He was there no
3: handling
2: business, and then I, he wasn't.
3: Just keep reaching. And I need sorry. some more help.
2: I'm so close.
3: Okay, I got it. I got that. It's a good thing I have kids, because I would have never got that. I had yeah. I had, not had the kids that watch that fucking cartoon. So Matt, times. let's just let it go and move along. Yeah, All, okay. right. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it now. Okay. Okay.
3: <laughs> Jesus. Okay,
2: Lindy. Oh. Hang on, hang on. Oh,
0: oh, oh, oh we got one. Free that shit in. Oh
1: shit,
2: gotcha.
0: My kids didn't watch those kinds of movies.
3: You're lucky. <laughs> Zach grab the net. So machine. Holy shit, that's a big one. Totally the-
0: <laughs> so Chris went to the Gunnis farm to find Belle ploughing corn.
4: Oh, she was plowing the corn. All
0: right. <laughs>
3: Okay. Yeah, we can't uh, get away from. I'm gonna shut nope. up.
0: No, we're not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris Talk. asked her about Olaf.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't get through a story. What about
2: the snowball man? Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Chris asked her about Olaf. Two short song. And Something
0: she said about Nancy
2: Reagan, corn on the cob. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm moving
0: on.
1: Move. Move.
0: And she said that he had taken off to St. Louis to see the World Fair, and he was going to buy some land there. Olaf's father had written, and Bell sent a response telling him that Olaf had gone west and took up a homestead someplace. In April 1905, Henry Gerholt arrived with a large trunk.
4: You mean Henry Gerholt?
0: That's exactly what I meant. I'm sorry. That's exactly what I meant. Chris helped the man take the trunk into his new room, and the men made small talk. Chris had seen Henry often over the next few weeks, but in August, Belle went to Chris's house asking him for help stacking oats. She told Chris that Henry had suddenly quit and that he told her he was sick. He had left with only a small satchel of things, leaving behind his trunk and a heavy fur coat. That I
4: have a question. So, like, Oops. stacking oats, does that mean, like, they're, like, like, like peddling cocaine and they're, like... Doing massive lines somewhere, or
3: is that like no, code for like no. drugs or something? Or
2: that's that's come over and help me soil these oats. I don't know. Oh, you okay. keep bringing
3: <laughs> shit up like that, Zach. Nobody does. <laughs> Nobody. All right. Yeah. Damn.
4: You keep your somas to yourself, <laughs> motherfucker. All right. Moving along. All right. Just checking.
0: That winter, Chris O'Bell, where? okay god damn
4: <laughs> we're never gonna get through this shit keep going that win-
0: <laughs> oh that winter chris saw bell wearing the coat and he asked her if henry had not sent for his things Belle oh told this chris,
4: this old thing no i don't i know not what you talk of
0: <laughs> bell told chris that she had not heard a word from him in the summer of 1905, an ad was placed in the Norwegian language newspapers across the Midwest. The ad read: "Wanted: a good woman who owns dead a beautiful." Or <laughs> or <laughs>
2: <clears throat> Morning.
0: What's
3: <laughs> coming?
4: Well, let's just let him get out of his system. Yeah, Come on, just get, finish, get it, it. finish get rid of it.
2: Dead or alive? Yeah, <laughs> there we go. And you got to walk these streets.
4: <laughs> All right. Are you good? Are you good? Are you, are you you good? I'm on a big
2: grinder on my head! <laughs> Bell Gunner's paying for keeps! Because y'all might wind up dead. Okay,
3: good. you good? <laughs> There's okay. no might.
4: All right, to- Lindy, continue. I'm sorry. Okay, so. Pay no yeah. attention to the man in the corner.
3: Okay. <laughs> I don't know if, if we had to pay Lindy what it would cost. I'm surprised that she does this. Because I don't know, exorbitant amount of money just to do with us. We can't afford it, whatever it is. Yeah.
0: Okay. The ad read Wanted a woman who owns a beautifully located and valuable farm in first class condition wants a good and reliable man as a partner in same. Some little cash is required and will be furnished first class security. The actual number of replies is not known, but the postman said that she received between one and four letters a day, and sometimes between eight to ten.
4: So, it was like, you got the, you got the money, honey, I got time. <laughs>
3: it was one of those things? Yeah. Yeah, there had to be hard-up motherfuckers back then, man. Dude. Yeah.
4: yeah.
0: People who the wanted Guinness land? Farm hey, I don't know if you've ever seen a
4: picture of Belle Gunness, but yes, you had to be a hard-up motherfucker to. Yeah. yeah.
0: He certainly yeah. did,
4: and unless Do you, you like unless you like to be thrown around a lot. And
0: <laughs> yeah, because she was.
4: I'll wrestle you. That
0: was, that was a big bitch. Yeah. <laughs> That's a huge
3: bitch. <laughs> and she,
4: <laughs> she wasn't. She wasn't much to look at either. She's a paper bagger, if you know what I mean. hmm
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe a gunny sacker.
4: Oh,
0: oh, <laughs> maybe,
4: maybe. Easy a belt.
1: there,
2: Lindy. Easy. Come maybe, on now.
4: Maybe even a Bell Gunnissacker there. I don't yeah. know,
3: you know what I mean? Like, well done. Well done, Lindy. You've been hanging out with us for too long, I think. Yes. Congratulations. You are now.
0: I got a point in two episodes in a row.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. certainly did. Catching right up.
2: Well, At least they give you points.
4: <laughs> we just have to take points to away from you, <laughs> Todd.
3: We just I have, have to, take to get away.
0: gold stars. That was part of the agreement. Mm.
3: It's go, go to a respectable podcast.
4: Tachi's <laughs> well, but- she's, she's playing baseball and you're playing golf. So yeah.
2: obviously you're not a golfer. <laughs> uh.
0: George Berry left Tuscola, Illinois with 1500 dollars It's cash. not
4: Tuscola, Matt. It's Tuscola. It is Tuscola. It's Tuscola. Yeah. Okay. Tuscola. Tuscola George is, left Tuscola, Tuscola is,
0: Illinois. <laughs> it's, it's the other Tus-
2: key town.
4: Tuscola, Illinois is 20 miles north of Mattoon, Illinois, where the Mad Gasser of Mattoon took place, which was a uh, episode. I don't
3: know. Between a long time ago. No, I'm not going to go back and look for it. Ten
4: and twenty, something like that. But yeah, it's, it's in there. If you want to go check it out, it's uh, go look. I will say in the fourteen. Feed.
2: That sounds good.
3: I like it. Yeah. I like it. Sounds right. I don't know. I think
2: it was in the first ten, but you know,
3: <laughs> you motherfucker. No, I don't know. I don't know.
0: So he <laughs> left with with fifteen hundred dollars cash. He told people he was moving to Laporte for a job and possibly marriage. Weeks later, Christian Hilkevin sold his farm in Dover, Wisconsin, for two thousand. He told friends goodbye. Forwarded his address to Laporte and headed out. So long, farewell. farewell. I bid goodbye.
2: goodbye. <laughs> I'm off to die at the hands of a fucking sh- cunt.
3: <laughs> Another point
2: for you. Her word, not mine. Her <laughs> word. Mm-hmm.
4: I didn't say it either. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm cool. That it. it's not going to get edited out. So uh, <laughs> moving along. Emil
0: Tell from Osage, Kansas.
2: Emil. Amila.
1: Osage.
0: Osage, thank you.
1: Yeah. It was what, 14.
0: Job, holy shit. It was and
1: 14.
2: And he's back.
4: <laughs> Good call. Nice drop. I,
3: and I mean, I knew.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was episode 14. Anyway.
0: 14. Emil told his boss that he was headed to marry a rich widow. He traveled to Laporte with two thousand in his pocket. Ole Budsburg of Iola, Wisconsin, sold his farm to his sons and left for Laporte with one thousand dollars in cash.
1: It's
4: actually uh, Iola. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm just, fuck I mean, just with fucking you with you, know. you now, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. John Moe of Elbo Lake, Minnesota, cashed a one thousand dollar check and it's set actually
4: out. it's actually Minnesota. <laughs> okay, <exactly. laughs> <laughs> but okay,
0: Wisconsin. Can you tell I am not from that side of the country? Oh,
4: <laughs> oh, you betcha! I, I have I have no idea what you're talking about.
2: <laughs> you ain't making no less, sir, that's for sure.
0: There were more, a lot more. Nineteen-year-old <clears throat> Emil Greening. Was a hired farmhand at the Gunnis farm, and he stated that Mrs. Gunnis had a new that's, male visitor weekly. That's,
4: that's two meals, or is it the same? Two meals.
3: Holy
0: two shit. Meals.
4: Two meals in one day, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> She's a big
3: girl. She needed two meals in one day.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Second breakfast. I'm that's sorry. That's a spice of meat, a meal. <laughs> I
3: should have let that go. Like, but yeah, I'm sorry. but uh, no, you, you nailed it. You nailed it. Anyway.
0: They all came with possessions, but nobody ever saw any of them leave. And for some reason, they all left their trunks behind.
4: And now, you haven't mentioned this yet, but did she not tell all the people that live there, like, oh, this is my cousin. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then they were
0: cousin or or relatives.
4: relatives and then mm-hmm. they just never saw him leave.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I okay, bet so she had okay. a hmm. lot of
2: junk in her <laughs> trunks. Huh.
4: certainly did. Where's the ba dump I don't have that one. <laughs> but hold on. I might have one. Hold on. There it is. What is it?
2: Junk in her
0: trunks.
4: There you go. There you go. All right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway.
0: In the winter of 1906, during a lull in male visitors, Bell hired a local man named William Bruggeski to dig some holes in the muck of her pig pen. She said the holes were for rubbish and she wanted them six feet long, three feet wide, and four feet deep.
3: Hmm. That's not. What could that accommodate? That's not
2: fishy fishy at all. (laughs) Oddly specific. It's not fishy. It's snark fishy. Yeah. Snark fish.
0: Snark fishy. (laughs) In the fall of 1906, Jenny was 16. The young girl had grown to be strikingly beautiful and had attracted several male admirers.
4: Obviously, she was not Belle's natural daughter then, so yeah. No.
2: And now she we know the like photos her. that she was using to catfish these guys
4: was Jenny. <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> was Jenny? She didn't look like a fucking cave troll anyway. <laughs> Moving <it> along. <laughs>
0: She and Emil had become close in the years that he had worked and lived on the farm and she confided to him that her mother had arranged for her to attend college in California and a professor would be coming to escort her to the school in Los Angeles. Just before Christmas that year, Emil had heard that the professor had arrived. Early the next day, he was sent out on an errand. When he returned and asked Belle if he could say goodbye to Jenny, Belle informed him that Jenny had left the previous day.
2: Oh shit, yo, she's gone. She took off already. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, did you like her? Oh, I'm sorry. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yes. Get back to work. <laughs> you stupid fucking hit go get some fucking kitchen out of the say
1: Goodbye.
0: Say goodbye. Another young man, John <clears throat> Widener, who had been courting Jenny had a similar experience. Jenny had asked him to come around and say goodbye to her on Sunday. And when he arrived, Bell had told him that Jenny had left on Wednesday. Nobody had seen a professor arrive, and nobody had seen a professor or Jenny leave. Letters were sent to Jenny in Los Angeles, but no replies ever came.
1: You no. say hello, I say <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>
4: There's some Beatles in there too,
0: sorry.
4: Anyway, go on. Sorry, sorry.
0: Emil. Finding work, kind of shitty without Jenny there. I mean,
4: that's the whole whole reason he's there, is like he's trying to (laughs) quarter her. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm -hmm.
2: So, this is where the Princess Bride started. As you wish. Right. All of Uh... a sudden, there's no Jenny, there's no Buttercup.
4: Mm hmm. There's no print, there's no way.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, he quit the farm in June of 1907 and he went west. Ray Lampier was hired one month later. Prior to being hired by Belle, Ray had been a weak and worthless man. He was skilled in carpentry, but didn't work much, and when he had it, he spent his money on booze, women, and gambling. He moved into the hired handroom and was soon seen on the arm of Belle all over town. He would boast that he was Belle's lover and that they would soon marry and he would be master of the farm.
4: So how old was how old is this gentleman again?
0: Um, he is in his early thirties.
4: And how old is Belle?
0: She is in her mid forties.
4: Forty six, I believe, right?
0: I think so. Yeah.
4: So this guy's theme song was. I like big butts, and I cannot
2: lie. So much <laughs> London, 9. So he was as not you, a
0: liar. As you will find later, um, Ray.
4: He liked the Ray older. Ray wasn't. Lady. He was picky into the older ladies.
0: Who he slept with?
4: I think he actually oh, like I think he liked the older ladies. He liked. Them. He did. Pardon my, pardon my language. I'm going to say it, Lindy. Don't think less of me, but he liked them flapjack titties. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he, was, he was. into the older ladies. So, so in
2: because, other words, he showed up, and Bell said, "Jenny's <laughs> on a vacation far away."
3: Yeah, nobody's gonna. I'm gonna get, get, get my type. guitar if we're gonna do that because I'm not <laughs> fucking kidding. <I'll>... <laughs> Leave the guitar. You're good. We will good. <laughs> play
2: that song. <laughs> okay. All right.
1: So, because
3: every time I play that song for my kids, when it gets to that part, I said I like my girl's a little older. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit older. <laughs> just a little bit older. But not this guy. He liked him a lot older. A
2: Lot older. How, how much older, Matt? Two years. Oh,
3: fuck. I'm not that much older. I do even
1: wait. older?
3: Yeah, it's older. It's two years older.
1: Okay. Just keeps uh. me in
3: line unless I'm on here. <laughs> I'm <just> not
2: around. <laughs> so, is she still a cougar or she moved into being a deaf leopard?
3: Easy. Stay like diff- like on leopard,
4: target. Though. Stay on target. Do I we have I, a target?
3: I can't get past it. It's like monster ballads, like all those like her jams <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, Have you ever heard Kisses Forever? And she's like, What? I was like, it's the <laughs> best <Forever>.
1: fucking
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's the best ballad of the eighties. <laughs> Todd, you're, you're gonna to have to calm that shit Pulling down, your man.
0: Away, my friend, you are <laughs>
3: blowing my fucking brains out here. Yeah, yeah, and not yeah. in a good way. With <laughs> that is a great song. You did not do it justice. But we'll get back to the story. I think she was more of a. <laughs> no. No, I was like, Kuda. it was more like Bon Jovi, fucking.
1: Jeff These Lippard.
2: five words I swear to you I'm gonna cut right. you up And bury you
1: Feed so your face the to the
2: Fucking pigs
1: that's just, I was named after A bunch of fucking <laughs> twigs
4: <laughs> You're welcome let's move along
0: oh, So Ray's Dreams Hopes of being Bell's master of the farm were dashed when Andrew Helgeline arrived. Yeah. Bell and Andrew had become co- begun corresponding in the summer of nineteen o six. Over the next eighteen months, Bell wrote Andrew between seventy five and eighty letters. In her letters, she urged him she to keep big. their relationship a secret. That's some desperate
3: shit right there, that's some desperate shit, right there. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like I said in the beginning of episode one, good thing I wasn't alive back then. It's a good thing,
3: <laughs> a good thing that guy didn't have any friends because they'd have been like, "Man, that is a lonely bitch," and there's <laughs> something behind it because that is too much. She worked. Uh, she worked hard for the money.
0: Money. <laughs> so, so hard. hard.
4: Money. Can have another episode. I know. I know this is out of out of character, <laughs> and I probably shouldn't do this accent, but I'm gonna do it. But this reminds me of the birdcage.
2: I
1: so
4: hard for the money. So hard for the money. That's what it reminds me of. So I'm just going to do it. But that's where it comes from. Just so you know.
3: We're, we're all over the board on these episodes anyway. Oh, my matter. God. It's like, I'm there's nothing on the rails the whole fucking time. It's just been a fucking chaotic mess That's the thing. Awesome. I think there's the only way to do it. Because otherwise, we'd be all sitting there like, holy shit, this bitch was fucking nuts. You can't, you can't do an episode and be like, and then she slaughtered this motherfuckering solicitor's head off. I'm talk just, like, like, just like, talking eh, about know. Know. The, That's chil- why I'm like,
2: the children. Just, just name the, the names alone. We all know what happened to him. Just name the names. Let's, let <laughs> the victims be known, and just name no, the names. No, we can get no. through this in about another ten minutes.
3: Nah, Lindy, no, you nah. get back to your story. you've been doing a great job. Other she than us, f- our fucking road bumps that you have Sorry. to fucking cross. <laughs> <get out. laughs> Lots perfect.
1: of potholes.
0: In her letters, <laughs> in her letters, she urged him. <laughs> she urged him
2: to keep You're <laughs> hot talk with water. Right.
4: You down there in the corner, simmer down. Let her talk. Come on, let's go.
0: We're gonna try that sentence again. Yes. In her in her letters, she urged him to keep their relationship a secret from everyone, and to make sure he turned all his assets over to cash to bring with him. Andrew had planned to visit quickly when they first started writing, but something always held him up. He lived in Aberdeen. Aberdeen? It's not Aberdeen. It's Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Abderdin Aberdeen. Near one of his brothers and his sister. His family had needed help. He had gotten sick. His mother had passed away. He had been having a hard time getting his affairs in order and so on. Finally arrived in January 1908. Bell gave Andrew the room that Ray was currently living in, and told Ray that he could sleep in the barn. Ray now, and Bell's relationship had mm, changed overnight.
4: Apparently, now he was he was the one that she spent the most time on of any of the guys she fished. Right? Yes,
0: Yeah. So because like, everybody else was just super willing to yeah. show up.
4: But like, so dude, this, dude this went from was laying like, pipe. How, can, do you have a time frame? Like, how long did they correspond
3: before he actually showed up? It was, was it like oh, months. Holy
4: months? Holy shit. Holy shit.
3: So, you went from laying pipe to just sleeping in the barn. Yeah. yeah. And he was cool with mm-hmm. it? He was like, no. Uh, no. He, he was not no, cool with it. No, he was very
0: not cool with it. Okay. 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 Not cool with it.
3: Must have been some um, good stuff. I don't know what's happening up in there, but it
1: must have been. <laughs> yeah. I don't
0: know. Well, you'll. You'll hear in episode three that uh, people didn't sleep with Belle. She slept with them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <So>. mm-hmm. <laughs> okay.
3: Well,
0: she sounds like a good time.
1: All right.
0: <laughs> Unless of you ringing. end up in the pig farm,
4: uh, in the <laughs> pig pen.
3: Well, the pig pen certainly doesn't make her vagina sound very appealing, but <laughs> <laughs> What, what you does, meant? Matt?
4: The fact that she weighs more than you and me combined You said in... you'd
3: end up in the pig pen, so I thought you was using a...
0: <laughs> Metaphor? No. Metaphor!
3: No, no, this is not about
4: rough, dirty sex. No, it was more about, mm. uh... Yeah, be just...
0: Literal shit. pig pen?
3: Be okay. literal. Yeah. There is an actual pig pen, okay.
4: Covered, covered up, like, buried in pig shit.
3: Yeah. Anyway. anyway so she was like, come get in the pig pen. Mm.
4: Yeah, baby. Oh, wait. You meant the real Big Ben shit. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, shit.
3: A small commercial. Okay, <laughs> Lindy, back to the story.
0: Instead of bringing cash like Bell had insisted on, Andrew brought three certificates of deposit, totaling $2,839. That's
1: a lot they of went money. They went to the bank. There yes. Those
0: banging. They went to the bank. To cash these, but the bank had to send away for the money. It took three days for the funds to arrive in La Porte. Andrew collected the funds from the bank with Belle on his arm. Later that day, Belle sent Ray on an errand to Michigan City. She was doing a horse trade with her cousin, and she told Ray that if her cousin did not meet with him that evening, then he would be there for certain the next morning, so Ray should spend the night. By eight PM, Ray had become restless and decided to come back to LaPorte. He later admitted that he also wanted to see what the old woman was up to. Andrew had kept one of Belle's wishes and hadn't told anyone where he was going. Only that he would be traveling exactly. Only that he would be traveling for about a week, but would be back soon. After ten days with no word from Andrew, his brother Azel, and his hired hand John Holst, became worried. John searched Andrew's cabin and found dozens of letters from Bell. He handed them over to Azel. Meanwhile,
1: Azel or Azel?
0: I didn't look up the pronunciation. I'm just being a dick right so, now. Lydia. It's fine. Just it keep could be either going. one. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Azel.
3: <laughs> Was it the cat from, from the Smurfs or some shit that? Azriel. So Azrael. Okay, that's why it popped up. Yeah, Azrael
2: was a demon. That's okay.
3: (sighs) Another reason it popped up in my head. Fuck. Okay, yeah, (laughs) probably. All right. Ready. (laughs) Sorry for hitting the brakes, Lindy. You're
0: good. You're good. (laughs) Meanwhile, back on the farm, Ray and Belle had a falling out. (laughs) You guys, good.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we're good. Meanwhile, oh, back really. on
0: the farm.
4: Ray's butthurt Ray's butt because he's been replaced by this new guy mm-hmm. he showed up and she's like, You get you get the hell out of the house because I'm not going to ride you anymore and give you the bouncy bouncy.
3: Meanwhile, behind yep. the facade of this innocent right looking farm. Meanwhile, back at the Legion of Dunes. <laughs>
2: Meanwhile, back at the Hall of
4: Justice? Justice? Yeah. There's, there's no Hall of Justice in this episode, Tresman. No, <laughs> right. yeah.
0: I, I literally wrote that line in because I knew it was going to take you guys a few minutes to get past it, Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the farm. Well
4: or Or we could go to the, the western side of this. Meanwhile, back at the ranch.
2: <laughs> y'all want to go up right. to the big house?
0: well Ray took off leaving his clothes and tools behind Bell hired Joseph Maxson as Ray's replacement Ray hired an attorney to get his things and back pay the attorney told Ray to go and collect his things and demand payment if the woman did not pay him then Ray was to inform her that she would be sued that didn't scare Bell
1: nothing did I don't think yeah, I think by this time she was, she thought she was fucking Wonder
3: Woman or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. She wrote several letters to the sheriff claiming that Ray was harassing her. About a month later, she caught Ray trespassing and had him arrested. She said, said, that, went- he,
4: she said that he was acting like, he was, he was drunk. He was, I can't remember all the the wordage on this because I didn't write it down, but like, she wrote like nine or ten different Things down, and she was like, He's drunk, he seems crazy, he seems out of sorts. He seems like I can't remember all of them, but it's just like, Yeah, sounds like a lady that's not from this country trying to explain somebody else in a different mm-hmm. language. Mm-hmm.
1: It,
4: a lot of it was just like nons- <clears throat> nonsensical, just like, Dude's fucked up because you fucking kicked him out of his goddamn house and you told him to get the
0: fuck out. hmm. hmm. So, Ray went to trial on March 13th. He did not have an attorney, so he pleaded guilty. He received a $1 fine plus court costs.
4: For trespassing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. In mid-March, Azel wrote to the postmaster in La Porte to confirm that a Mrs. Gunnis lived there. He received confirmation and wrote a letter to Belle asking her where his brother was. Is Belle, re- my brother. <laughs> Belle replied saying that she would like to know the same thing. Andrew had stopped only briefly before leaving to try and find his other brother, who was a gambler. And, uh, she said Andrew had written her from Chicago, telling her he would write again when he was somewhere that he could receive mail, and she hadn't heard from him since.
4: Todd, I'm so fucking proud of you right now for not going to the Kenny Rogers gambler rant. <laughs> I just want you to know that.
3: I just wish you I... had brought it up right now.
4: Anyway, continue I know he's thinking it, but I just like I he didn't do it, so I'm I'm super proud.
3: And uh, I, I can't um, get it out of my head now. I haven't said it, but it's in there. It's
2: East of Omaha.
3: Okay. <laughs> that's the wrong one you're thinking about. Anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. A, it works. Yeah. Smoke the daiseless cigarette, but yeah, okay. Well,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> On March 28th, Bell filed an affidavit against Ray, claiming that he was insane. A three-person insanity commission examined Ray and declined the claim. Upset, Bell had Ray arrested again in early April for trespassing. She received another letter from Azel asking for her to let him see the letter his brother had written as proof of her claim. Bell responded and told him that Ray had stolen the letter in a jealous rage. Ray was set to go to trial on April 15th, and this time he hired an attorney. Belle attended the hearing, and in cross, the attorney asked her about all of the mysterious deaths surrounding her.
4: Mm. So she made up this, this <laughs> convincing thing to the brother of the guy that is now missing that, is, that she kicked Ray out for. And then she tells his brother, oh, yeah, this other guy stole the letter. that's that's convenient she's really good about doing this by the way and as far as like criminal minds goes this lady was a fucking super villain in my opinion because (laughs) I mean she was fucking methodical (laughs) she was super smart about Mm -hmm. 90% of this shit you know she's like the lady
3: from criminal was that uh, that criminal genius or whatever that was on Netflix that documentary about that Poor fucker that had the,
4: the bomb, bomb around his neck, the pizza bomb the pizza around bomber. his neck, yeah, the, the pizza, pizza bomber around oh, his right.
3: Yeah, criminal genius, I think is what it was called. We'll get into
4: that. We'll do that one. Evil
3: genius. Yeah. Evil yeah. genius. There you go. Yeah, yeah I watched that, that one. Yeah, but it's been a while yeah. back. I couldn't remember. But yeah. yeah, but that lady wasn't. Well, I think she was like the same type of person, but she lived in a different time, so she wasn't able to go for as big of a run. Mm
0: hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. So Ray was found guilty again and had to pay a five dollar fine plus court costs. His Holy current shit. employer yeah, well, it was like uh, it amounted to nineteen something back then, which is like a thousand something now. That's a lot of money, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a
3: thousand books is a thousand books.:
0: His current employer covered the fees for him less than a week later. She had Ray arrested for trespassing again.
4: Todd Todd. <laughs> All right, keep going, keep going. <laughs>
0: okay. Bell received another let- letter from a- Azel, Azel, whatever you want to say. It's, it's Azel. A- okay. April 20- on April 24th, asking for more details and if he could come and initiate a search for Andrew. Bell responded that she would be happy to assist him in any way that she could, but she didn't know what they could do to find him. Ray stood trial again, but this time he had his attorney and a witness. John Wheatbrook, his new employer, testified that there was no way Ray could have been trespassing on the Gunnis farm at said date and time because he had been at work, and Mr. Mr. Wheatbrook had been with him all day. This time, Ray won, and Bell had to pay the court costs.
1: Ooh, Mm -hmm. how much does he like that?
3: Get it in there, get dab dab.
0: She did not. So, more sinister planning during the last week of April. Belle had gone to the dry goods store and was complaining to Mrs. Schultz that Ray had declared that he would set fire to her home and buildings and that he would murder her and her children.
1: Hmm. Weird. That's
3: kind Mm -hmm. of like, that's some weird
0: foreshadowing. foreshadowing.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a
3: little bit pre-planning.
0: It's a, it's a possibility. Yeah. On the morning of April 27th, Myrtle and Lucy had received a whooping from their mother for playing around the cellar. They went to school distressed and had told their teacher what had happened. Later that same day, Belle hitched up her buggy and ran errands in town. She stopped at her lawyer's office and made out her will. She had left everything to her three children. Pearl, wait, 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 wait wait. wait,
4: wait, What about the one that went to college?
0: Dun, dun, dun. She left <laughs> the one
1: <laughs> Jenny, right?
4: Jenny. 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 So, Jenny wasn't in the will. We got a whole (laughs)
1: fleet
0: of them. Nope. Jenny was not in the will. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't (laughs) that
4: (laughs) convenient?
0: So, she left everything to the three children to be distributed evenly. And if something were to happen to them all, then she wanted everything to be donated to the Norwegian Children's Home of Chicago. Once the will was complete, she went to the bank and placed the will in a safety deposit box. She deposited $730. She then headed to a store to purchase candy, cake, and a gift for her children as a surprise.
1: It's a surprise.
2: It certainly is. Just don't drink the Kool-Aid, kids. Mm, No.
0: She then... Flavor-Aid, motherfucker. It
3: was (laughs) (laughs) Flavor-Aid. Purple drink.
0: Purple drink.
3: Purple (laughs) Flavor-Aid.
0: She then uh, went to the general store where she bought a lot of groceries and two gallons of kerosene. Carol. Well, See? yeah, because you
3: naturally need
0: Man, that. It's, it's shit. Yeah.
3: Hey, seems like
4: it's just bell. It's just bell trying to burn down the farm.
3: I don't Burning go. Up, I don't go up to the, the gas house. station to grab a a drink. Or that I don't pick up a two gallons of kerosene. I know right. right? I refuse to. So. Don't we all? Well,
1: we all? as luck
0: would have it, Ray came into the general store while Belle Bell was there. He bought a five cent plug of tobacco. The two didn't say a word, but they did glare at each other the entire time. And Ray followed her out of the store, watching her as she left. Belle got home around 5 30 and she made a feast. The family, including Maxon, her hired hand, dined, and played. Maxon was unable to keep his eyes open, and he went to bed around 8.30, which was pretty early for him, considering he still had farm chores to do at that time. Belle and the kids were playing in the parlor with the toys she had purchased when Maxon went to bed. Maxon woke up to what he thought was Mrs. Gunnis making breakfast. He thought he smelled burning hotcakes. He started to cough and realized his room was full of smoke. He opened his window and saw that the house was on fire. He put on his boots and tried it's to kick open the door. It's
4: not funny. My house
2: is on fire.
4: <laughs> so a, I didn't
2: start the fire.
3: It's a, it's a Mr. Bungle oh. reference. It was already yes.
2: burning when I woke
1: up.
3: I got the Mr. Bungle, and then I got the other, and then I was like, no, nah, nah, I'm going to have a problem getting that out of my head. <laughs> You're welcome. Sons of bitches.
0: Are we going to do the roof is on fire or are we just no. going to let that burn?
4: I think we're just going to go
0: <laughs> burning down the house.
1: Maybe <laughs>
0: Our house.
3: All right. In the of
0: the- okay. So he put on his boots and tried to kick open the door that separated his room from the family
3: quarters. Sorry, sorry. House of Fire by Alice Cooper would have been a good one to throw in there. But, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we still have a little while. I'm sure you okay. can work it in.
2: I will. Yeah, I'll do something. The fire just I'll barely do- started. We've got a half hour to go on the fire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Um, He opened his mouth and tried to scream fire, but just started choking because of how dense the smoke was. He couldn't get the door open, so he raced to the rear stairs and headed to the carriage shed to grab an axe. He chopped out a panel in the front door and was met with flames. Neighbor, Mrs. Clifford, woke up around 4 a.m. to start breakfast, and she saw the flames. She woke up her son, William, and sent him to the Gunness Farm. He took off on his bike and arrived just in time to see Maxon cutting the panel. Fire! Mrs. Clifford, fire! Fire!
1: <laughs> fire. Good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mrs. Clifford had then woken her husband, Michael, and her brother-in-law. Humphrey, and sent them out as well. They found the windows were. they found, so they were looking around the house, and they they asked Maxon, where do they sleep? So they found the windows where the family slept, and they flung bricks in to break them. They heard no yelling, or and no one came to the window asking for help. So they ran for a ladder.
2: Were, Go ahead. Were, were these actual pieces of bell or did they just find random bricks?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. This was <laughs> <laughs> <No>.
2: <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the farm. <laughs>
1: yeah. just, put your mic calls, back down, we put can't your hear mic you. Back
3: down, we can't hear you shit. Just causing just causing fucking back. At the
2: farm. Yeah. Uh,
3: no.
1: So
4: it, it, they, they looked up in the bedroom where they slept, right? And and the bed's
1: empty.
0: So not- yeah, they they located a ladder and uh Humphrey climbed up the ladder. He only saw a mattress. He hurried down, they moved the ladder to the second window and again found only a mattress. He thought about going in but couldn't because the flames were now coming out of the second story.
1: Right.
4: And about <clears throat> about this time that's when the roof collapsed, correct? Almost.
0: Okay. Oh yeah. Yes. The the roof had collapsed where Maxon had been sleeping already before they got before the family had even or the neighbors had even gotten there. Right. So Michael ran to another neighbor's house, Daniel Hudson, to wake him up for more help. And the pair ran back, but the house was fully engulfed in flames by the time they arrived. Maxson grabbed a horse and went into town to alert the sheriff. When he got there, the clock in the square read 5 (coughs) a.m. He found Deputy William Antis, and they went to wake Sheriff Albert Smutzer. Smutzer and Antis drove to the farm. Um, There was nothing left of the home except parts of three walls
4: which is like the three brick walls were left and everything else is pretty much burnt.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. mm-hmm. Yeah. Smutzer sent for the voluntary fire company who came out and they just, they poured about 230 pills of water on the fire uh, to try and make it so that they could even get close yeah. to the house. Um, and then they knocked down what hadn't fallen wood wise already so that they could actually Search. try and start going through the debris.
3: Well, if I had a wood, it would have fallen at this time because it's fucking, <laughs> this is disgusting as shit.
0: <laughs> well, about 50 people showed up to watch the fire. Among them was a reporter who wrote Several years ago, this house was associated with a mystery. Today, it is a funeral pyre. The tragedy of the husband and father who mis- whose mysterious taking out of the world proved a mystery on which little light was ever thrown, it was followed this morning by a Holocaust in which the wife and children were tortured to death by flame. The fire raged for an hour until nothing remained but three brick walls, which stand as grim evidence of the devastating work of the Holocaust.
1: That's just crazy, man. That's crazy.
3: <laughs> it's, it's, so it, I, okay. I'm ready for Lindy's next episode, but I'm also like, uh, oh boy
0: oh i'm not done with this one
3: i know but still
0: <laughs> we're close last paragraph okay, okay, okay. we're only in that we've only gotten to
4: the herring part of it we haven't gotten <laughs> down to the meat and the potatoes
3: chop <laughs> so, a tree down with this herring oh please so,
0: rumors started to circle that bell had gone mad and set the fire but Sheriff Smutzer and others who knew about the feud with, Ray Ram- with Leigh Ramfier thought it was him. The sheriff sent deputies to locate Ray, but they were not able to find him immediately. While deputies hunted for Ray, dozens of men gathered among the ruins of the farm to hunt for the four missing residents.
1: Wow, that is uh
2: Well What it, the what the, least- the goal? At least we know where Jenny's body was.
3: <clears throat> no, no, Jenny.
4: Well, no, we Jenny, don't. Jenny's, Jenny's in California.
3: Yeah, uh-huh. supposedly in California. California,
2: California. Hey, we're all sick it. of California songs.
3: I know. Jenny, Jenny, who can I turn to? Yeah, all right.
4: Well, <laughs> Goddamn,
3: we've done that a lot. I on do this. have to
0: say, Jenny's mom did not have it going on.
4: The only thing we haven't touched on yet is Jenny. I know what love is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like, a smart man. But I know what that is. Yeah, I think we pretty much knocked out all of the
3: uh, things we've we're done not supposed to we can do. I feel.
4: Well, it, we've done everything that we're not supposed to do, mm-hmm. and that's that's usually what we do. So
3: that's why right. people like us. The people that listen <laughs> don't like us, anyways. Uh, that you
0: guys is the end of episode two of Belganus
3: to be concluded next
0: week.
4: Um until then, guys, thanks for hanging out. Please continue to like, rate, and review the podcast. Uh, please do,
3: please do. And you'll find out that true crime is not a new thing. It has and, been around. And also, we're hoping forever. that true true crime
4: does pay at some point. Uh <laughs> so yes, very much so. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh until <laughs> next week, I am Zach. Joining Smart. me always is Sport,
1: Lindy. Snarkfish!
4: (laughs) Snarkfish. All right. right. Until next week, (laughs) guys, we will see you next Tuesday. Later. Later.
2: Bye. Okay, I love you. Bye-bye. It's
1: evil! Don't touch it! It's alive!
3: I was ready. They're
1: coming to get you. The power of Christ. This is me. Yeah.
2: Hello, Mr. Fancy.